Cześć Orzełki, tu Viola i Marcin. Uczymy się angielskiego poprzez naturalną konwersację i słuchanie. Jeśli chcielibyście czytać w trakcie słuchania, zapraszamy na stronę naturalnyangielski.com, gdzie znajdziecie transkrypcję i tłumaczenia wszystkich odcinków. How's your summer going? Are you planning any trips with friends or family? I hope the answer is yes. Even if you're only taking a short break, a long weekend not too far away, I think it's important to take the time to relax and take some time off from your normal daily routine and recharge your batteries. In the third part of Angielski na wakacjach, I'd like to tackle the topic of hotels and speaking with the receptionist at the time of your stay. So, let's just jump right into it. First, there are different types of hotels. Let's review some of the main types you will come across when booking a vacation. So, You can stay in a hostel. A hostel is an inexpensive lodging option where you share a room and you share bathrooms with other people. Most hostels have small beds, but they also often offer bunk beds. Bunk beds are usually where kids like to sleep, where you have one bed stacked on top of another bed. Next, we have motels. A motel is usually located near a main road or a highway, not in the city centers, where it's easy for drivers to stop by for a night. Motel rooms usually have direct access to the outdoor parking area. If you're staying at a small family-owned business, usually in that family's home where you can rent out a room and maybe even get some breakfast in the morning, you're staying at a bed and breakfast. This is where the company Airbnb gets its name. The air part or the air bed refers to an air mattress, the kind of mattress or bed that you blow up and lay in the middle of your living room so that your cousin who's visiting has somewhere to sleep. So there you have it, air bed and breakfast, Airbnb. Speaking of small businesses, There is a term we use for small family-owned businesses, usually stores, not hotels, but this just popped into my head. So, those independent family-owned stores you have in your town, whether it's a hardware store, a bookstore, or a clothing store, are called mom-and-pop shops or mom-and-pop stores. These days, there are less mom-and-pop shops since they have to compete with big corporations or big-box retailers. 
I'm thinking of a big box store we have in both Europe and America. And the only one that comes to mind is the Swedish store IKEA. And yes, that's how Americans pronounce it, IKEA. So yeah, big box stores sit on top of big parking lots. Bringing it back to hotels and travel, we've covered hostels, motels, B&Bs, and now let's move on to inns. An inn, I-N-N, is a cross between a bed and breakfast and a hotel. Inns are smaller than hotels. They don't offer as many services as a hotel. They're usually independently run and are only found outside of small towns, not in the middle of big cities. Now, on to hotels. You all know what a hotel is, and you surely don't need an explanation from me, but let's discuss what kinds of hotels there are and what they could offer. So, let's see. We have hotel chains, which is where one hotel company or one owner owns a lot of properties, either in the same country or all over the world, like a Hilton or a Marriott. Speaking of chains, we also have chain restaurants and chain stores. Chain restaurants could be quick service, like KFC or McDonald's, or full service, where you sit down to eat. When I travel, I stay far away from chains. When I'm vacationing, I want to do things I don't get to do at home. Otherwise, what's the point of traveling? You will never catch me at a Starbucks outside of America. And when I'm shopping for souvenirs, I like to buy them from locals and support local businesses. Anyway, the opposite of chain hotels are boutique hotels. Boutique hotels are smaller than chain hotels. They are usually found in the middle of popular destinations and they are most often independently owned. I like to stay in boutique hotels because they usually have more personality and style, which reflects the culture of the place I'm visiting. And the last type of hotel I want to cover is a resort. A resort is a destination on its own. Resorts are usually large properties with multiple buildings and multiple pools and other attractions. They are also usually situated near a beach so that you can relax all day and never have to leave. A lot of people prefer to stay at an all-inclusive resort because as the name suggests, the price includes all services. Of course, 
That's not typically true of most resorts. The price you pay for an all-inclusive resort may cover your food, drinks, some entertainment, and water sports, but there are some exclusions. Usually, spa services, motorized water sports like jet skis, and guided excursions are not included in the all-inclusive package. Excursions are fun trips, sometimes organized by the hotel, that take you outside of the resort. Swimming with dolphins, ziplining, or going wine tasting are examples of excursions. So let's say you have a destination picked out and you're looking for hotels online. What are some things to look for or consider when choosing your hotel? Well, if you are choosing between more than one hotel, you may consider the hotel's amenities. Amenities are the extras you may need that would make your stay more pleasurable. A pool, a fitness center, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and laundry services are some examples of amenities. Then we have the prices of rooms. The room rates will depend on the size of your bed, the size of the room, and possibly which way the window faces in the room. The three standard sizes of beds are twin, queen, and king sizes. A twin bed is a small one-person bed. A queen bed is the most common bed you'll find in hotels that fits two people. A king bed is wider than a queen bed, and it's pretty much the biggest bed you can find in a hotel. If the view from your window or balcony is of the parking lot or the garden, it will probably cost you less than a beach view or a sea view. Okay, so what happens when... You're on vacation, you've just arrived at the hotel where you have a reservation, and you're ready to start having fun. Well, first you want to check into your hotel. The reception desk or the front desk is located in the lobby of the hotel. The front desk clerks will be present at all times to help you with your reservation. All you have to say is, hi, I'd like to check in, please. The front desk clerk may ask for a credit card or an ID, but all the information they give you will most likely be written down, like your room number and the Wi-Fi password. Once they find you in the system, They may confirm the length of your stay by dates or the number of nights you will be at the hotel, like staying with us for three nights, and you should be all set at that point. 
A small tip for those who get to the hotel early and feel like they have to wait until the check-in time to check in, always go up to the front desk when you get there and ask if it's possible to check in early. And by early, I mean one or two hours early. I always do this, and if the room is clean and ready, the hotel won't have a problem with giving you the key. If the room isn't ready, the hotel staff will offer to take your bags into the storage room so you can go out and enjoy the day without having to lug everything with you. At this point, you may want to ask questions like, where is the fitness center? What are the pool hours? How often will housekeeping come to clean my room? What time is checkout? Checkout time is another time where you could ask for an extra hour or two. What if your flight leaves late and you'd like to take a last-minute quick trip to the beach? Well, again, if you ask for a late checkout and the hotel can accommodate it, then they most likely will. Sometimes you may just have to wait to ask for this on the last day of your stay. Another person who can help answer your questions in the main lobby of a hotel is the concierge. The concierge is there to recommend restaurants, book your excursions, and give you an overview of all the things you can do in the area. Maybe you're planning to propose to your girlfriend on your trip. Well, the concierge will be the one to help you plan and coordinate that too. All you have to do to start a conversation with the concierge is just say, I would like to learn about the excursions available. Or could you recommend a restaurant that's nice enough for our anniversary dinner? Hotel staff is usually trained to give you great customer service. Therefore, they will always be happy to help. One note I want to make here is that maybe you've noticed that every time I talk about speaking with someone in public, I always give examples that may seem very formal and are spoken in full sentences. You may be thinking that if you speak English naturally, you don't always have to be so formal. Now, that's true if you're speaking with someone at home or one of your friends, but in a public setting, it's just more polite to kindly ask your questions and be very clear. Like I said in the previous episode, being rude will not get you very far. When you're ready to check out, all you have to say is, we would like to check out, please. To which the front desk clerk may say, no problem. How was your stay? 
I usually answer with, Everything was great. We had a really nice time. Thank you. And with that, I will conclude this episode. Hopefully, you are going on vacation this summer and you create memories with your loved ones that you will have forever. I always say that experiences are better than things because not only will you always learn something new, but no one will ever take those memories away from you. And you know what? If you are visiting a cool place, please write me all about it at viola at naturalneangielski.com so I can live through you because this pregnant lady isn't going very far this summer. That is all I have for today. If you like what you hear on this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you left a rating or a review on your listening app. Ratings and reviews help smaller podcasts like mine get discovered by others. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye.